Welcome to Real Estate Real World, where we talk to the movers, shakers, and leaders that are getting it done right now in the real estate industry and beyond. Your host is Marguerite Crispillo, and she started this podcast simply to talk to cool people about what's really happening in this crazy roller coaster ride of real estate. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and stay up to date on the newest stuff by adding yourself to the list at www.realestaterealworld.com. Now your host, Marguerite Crispillo. All right. Hello, everybody. So we are doing our very best to do a recording today. This is Marguerite Crispillo with Real Estate Real World, and we are on video so this podcast will be audio, of course, on iTunes and on Podbean, but we're going to be posting this one on YouTube as well, if, if everything works out. I know we tried to do this recording uh, last week, and we had a freak internet outage in my office that like never happens, but so we didn't have very good luck that time, So, but today's a new day. So welcome, my very special guest, Bill Crane. How are you, Bill? I'm doing great, Marguerite. Thank you so much for having me again. Uh, the last time we had a blast, and in uh, the time after that, we we had so much fun that th we blew out the internet. So <laughs> we'll have to totally tone it true. down a little bit. <laughs> I guess, I guess, getting a little wild. So yeah, I know we did. We had a great conversation last time. I'm like, we're definitely gonna have to do part two, you know, of, of this conversation. So thank you for joining us again today. And so. Tell us, Bill, I know a lot's been going on with you since the last time we talked. Your new book came out, right? Yeah, it's actually uh, it's actually been out for close to a year, but I kind of sat on it a little bit. I, I, I didn't really talk about it. Uh, it's uh, Generating Clients for Life. Nice. Uh, people have probably seen me posting it on Facebook or in my group or one of the other groups or whatever. Uh but I've, I worked on it for a long time, and you know I have a lot of concepts in there. It's 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 all about what it really takes to generate new business and continue with the business that we already have. And it's it's not real estate specific. It, it's really for any business. Um, and I studied a lot of different, very famous uh, entrepreneurs uh, like Walt Disney and others. And, you know, saw the things that they do and the things that they talked about in their biographies. So some of that stuff is in the book as well. Oh, fantastic. Well, tell me, so help me understand what brought you to write such a book. I mean, give me a little bit about, give us a little bit about your background. Well, my background is, uh, you know, essentially I, I grew up, you know, a poor kid. So I, I had to start selling at an early age. Uh, it's a common story uh, amongst successful people. Yeah. I, you know, it seems see, to be, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, it seems like if, if you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth, you, you don't usually amount to much. Uh, although Trump managed to pull it off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a few times. <laughs> I don't know how, but, in, you know, in any case, uh, you know, so I had to hustle from an early age, you know, and, and help pay the bills and, and all that. So, uh, you know, eventually... As I, as I grew different businesses, you know, I started out in construction and remodeling and uh, building homes and things and eventually gravitated towards real estate because my real passion was uh, sales and marketing. And I wanted to focus on something where that was the main thing that you did. You know, like it, it, when I was in remodeling, you know, I would have to go out and sell, you know, a new kitchen or a basement remodeling job. Uh, and then I would have to get a crew out and, and do it or do it myself or whatever the case may be. Whereas in real estate, there's no manual labor, you know, so like I kind of got tired of being up on a roof or, you know, doing all this hardcore labor stuff. And, and what I enjoyed most was selling and marketing, you know, generating that interest, you know, discovering what it is that people want. And, you know, that's one of the core concepts I talk about in the book because, you know, when people are trying to figure out how to generate more business, they, they often go in the wrong direction. And one of those directions that they go in is, well, what is my customer need? What, you know, what are their needs? What are their problems? And, and that's legitimate, but want is so much more powerful than need because people 
they don't want to be told necessarily what they need to hear, but they, they want to be told what they want to hear. So if you can tap into what they want, you're going to generate uh, a lot more interest. Uh, so basically, you know, I, I came out of construction and went towards real estate because it was more of a focus on the sales and marketing uh, aspect. And that's what I enjoyed most. So one thing that I hear a lot of, of agents struggle with, I actually heard it on one of our coaching calls this morning, is they're nervous about marketing because they don't know how to do it, don't know how to do it right, and they're uncomfortable with having to sell, so to speak, right? Yep. They don't want to be cheesy and salesy. And so what do you tell an agent that maybe is out there struggling and is really struggling with that kind of cheesy sales aspect of, or their perception of that, I guess? Yeah, I get that a lot. And, and my, my answer is really simple. You know, we'll stop being cheesy and salesy. <laughs> I, I mean, who told you to do that? <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know, uh, in real estate especially, we have an abundance of these sales trainers. So, so everyone has the same scripts, the same dialogues, the same objection handlers, and they do work. Unfortunately, most agents don't practice them or rehearse them, uh, so they're not very good at them. And then ultimately, those are just kind of a starting point, right? You're, once you have a certain amount of experience, then you're, you're going to be able to go off script and bring them back on and and, and ultimately your script becomes internal and then it changes from whatever you might've learned from you know, any speaker, uh, trainer or coach and becomes your own. Maybe even specific to your marketplace because some marketplaces have you know, different issues than others. Uh, but th the biggest thing is tell it like it is. You know, be sincere, be authentic, you know, come from the heart. If, if you really wanna help people, you know, that will come through. But if, if you're just going after the listing, I, I feel that that's the biggest mistake that agents make uh, and brokers too when they're recruiting is it's they come with a, a me attitude. This is what I want. I want your listing or I want you to come work for my company in, instead of this is what I can do for you. You know, if you have a home and you want to sell it, uh, you know, I know at the core, your problem is that you have a home that you need to sell. And, and I know that what you want is you want to sell it as fast as possible for the most amount of money with the least amount of hassle. And agents tend to not focus on those things. They tend to focus on what they want. You know, they, they want a commission check because they have a mortgage payment and, you know, a car payment and all kinds of other bills that they need to pay. So they tend to sort of come at it from the wrong angle, and that's what makes them cheesy. Oh. So basically it makes it, it doesn't feel authentic is what you're saying because they're looking out for their best interest. So kind of like when you walk onto a car lot, you know that they could care less about what car you buy. They're just wanting to get a car sold so they can make their money and hit their numbers. Exactly. Uh, you know, in some agents, uh, you know, we call it buying a listing, right? So they'll inflate the price so they can get the listing. Or if you want to be more crass about it, you'll say blowing smoke up their butt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, we and know then, a few of those. <laughs> and then other agents are, try to come in real low because they just want a quick sale. And, you know, neither one of those strategies is actually correct. Right. You know, y you need to almost be an appraiser, in, in my opinion. You really need to know how to determine the value of a property. Uh, and how I personally got really good at that is years and years ago, I had a guaranteed home sale program where if your home wasn't sold in X amount of time, I would buy it. And so I, I had to get really good at uh, evaluating a property, right? Because I didn't yeah, know. How does that, I hear people do that program a lot. How does that work? Did you actually ever buy any homes? I never actually bought any homes. Uh, because I sold them all. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know every state law, but in my state, if I was going to offer something like that, I had to actually be able to follow through. And right. I had to have on file the proof that I could follow through and all that. Um, and there's some programs that, I, that I've heard are just ridiculous. Like, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll want an 8% commission and it's 20% off of the appraisal. 
Right. Well, it's like, who's nobody's going to do that. Right. You know, but my program was uh, I'll buy it for 95% of the fair market value, you know, plus, and, I, and it was a 7% commission, you know, so it's like one because like I charged uh, 6%, but if you wanted a guarantee, it was like a 1% premium. And just a disclaimer, we're not advocating that uh, anyone charge any particular commission. You can choose whatever you want to do. It's whatever you're able to negotiate. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not making any suggestions. Just saying what I personally did. Right. And, exactly. you know, so that was very legitimate. Uh, at the same time, even though it was legitimate, most people, they don't want 95% of the market value. They want 100%. But the market value would be... Or 110. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the market value would be something that we agreed upon. So if, if I wasn't able to come up with pretty much on the money market value, I was going to have a problem. Uh, it, and so be, before I did that, you know, I took a bunch of appraisal classes. And, and But beyond that, uh, I also, like, talked to local appraisers and hung out with them and modeled them and had them show me what they, you know, I actually paid them. Hey, show me how you do an appraisal. You know, the class is one thing, but how is it really done in the field? How do you come up with value? And then I did hundreds, if not thousands, of BPOs. Oh, yeah, uh, I've done, know, done my share of BPOs. Thank goodness I don't have to do many of those anymore. Yeah, and that was even before the you know, the REO boom. And, you know, so that really just made me really good at knowing how to evaluate a property. And I find that most, most agents probably consider themselves to be a buyer's agent. Uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot of leverage there. You know, the right. old saying is you have to list to last, and I think that most agents – don't go after listings because they really have no clue how to evaluate a property and come up with its value. Uh, you know, so they're like afraid because like they're afraid that the seller's going to know that they don't know. Right. And, exactly. and they're right. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the tragedy of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so, so with that in learning that aspect of it, how did that help you in a lot of the stuff that you're doing now? Well, confidence, you know, confidence is the biggest thing, you know, whatever part of your business that you're in, you want to achieve uh, mastery at that. So having mastery in the, you know, home evaluation process, I, I know uh, that I can go into, you know, any seller's home and tell them exactly within, you know, a few hundred or a few thousand uh, dollars uh, of what it, should sell for. I'm not going to say I've never been wrong. Sure. I mean, if anyone says that, they're lying. Yeah, they're lying. <laughs> uh, I mean, I've had times when, you know, houses sold for over the list price and, you know, and, and that that's a good thing. Uh, but I, I'm never trying to give it away, you know, because the way I look at it is, look, I own real estate in the area. My family owns real estate in the area. Everyone that I know, like, and care about owns real estate in the area. So if, if I'm going to be pushing people to give their real estate away, that's going to depreciate my assets as well as all my customers, clients, people that I know, like, and care about, friends and family. And, you know, so when you come at it from that angle is I'm, I, I look at it like I'm the equity protector, you know, for my marketplace. Uh, and that really comes through, and, and people like that. You know, I'll go to the moon with them on the price, but, you know, it's just that I've established the value uh, in a way that they can understand so that if it doesn't sell, then they're going to ask me for a price reduction. I have a whole system for that uh, versus me have to beat them up for a price reduction. And the bottom line is they're not upset with me because they're the ones that made a decision to – overprice it uh you know and, and I, I went through a phase and a lot of agents do this and a lot of trainers even teach this you know well if they don't want to price it right don't take the listing well i think that's a little ridiculous because for one thing you can be wrong like i said i've i've been wrong before and in, in the mm -hmm. you know home sells for more than it should technically be worth right uh but beyond that uh you, it's more exposure, right? So 
people are going to drive by, they're going to see it on the internet, whatever the case may be. You're going to get buyer calls, sign calls, yeah, you it, know, that kind of thing, flyers. It's leverage. It's going to help <clears throat> your business. So uh, the only listings that I would refuse are those people who are a pain in the neck. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to take those listings, but <laughs> we've all had those. I can't blame someone for wanting more money for their house. Right. Right. So, so with a lot of that, I know that now you have moved out of sales, so to speak, and a lot more into training. In fact, you just started a new Facebook group, right? What's it called? Proven to profit. Right. And tell us a little bit about that Facebook group. Uh, it's a Facebook group where I share information only that's proven to profit, right? So things that I've either come up with or personally tested or that have been vetted in some way. I, I'm not going to share, you know, any theories. I'm not a theorist. You know, I, I come from experience. And so if if an agent or a broker or even other business people are in that group as well, it, if they ask a question, the answer they're going to get is going to be something that's actually going to work uh, because some other groups uh, in and out of real estate uh, first of all there's a lot of spam in them uh, yeah. and you know and I've had to take certain steps in my group to to guarantee there'll never be spam in it uh, and and you know how I did that is real simple that's why I don't understand why some of these other groups don't figure it out I have to approve the post you know so you know instead of those posts going out there and annoying people, uh, it just never gets out there because right. I see it. And then I'll have a private conversation with the, those people. And, you know, if, if they're rude or something, then they just get blocked. And, and, and if, and, but more times than not, uh, they appreciate the purpose of the group. And, and, and then they start asking, you know, information because obviously their, their spamming techniques not really working for them. You know, these are people that are in 400 groups and they just post everything everywhere. And maybe they're generating a little bit of, you know, traffic, but it's not really monetizing. What are your, uh, you know, Facebook groups are becoming obviously very popular mm -hmm. and kind of all the rage. And you're starting to see groups with just huge amounts of people. <clears throat> I know I have a Facebook group, too, called Real Estate Success Strategies and Accountability. And it's up to a little under 2,000 people right now. But that feels like a good amount to me. Like I feel like it's somewhat manageable. You can kind of keep a handle on what's going on. You can engage a little bit more with them. But you know, some of these other groups, and while they have tons of great content, don't get me wrong, but some of them are 25, 30, 40,000 people in those groups. And yeah. it just seems like a lot of the good stuff just gets pushed down so quickly that you never, I mean, unless you're on Facebook 24 seven, you're not gonna see a lot of that stuff. So it's hard to, hard to track and find and what are your thoughts on that yeah i agree uh I, i've been in your group quite a bit and it's an amazing group it's, it's really you. good it's got some great people and of course a great uh, leader in that group uh and i've even seen groups in other industries that that have like two hundred thousand people in them and, it, and it's ridiculous because there's new posts like almost every second so you're right you know nothing uh, can, that makes any sense can really be seen by anyone and, and and i think that those groups my my personal opinion is that their admins would be uh better serving the group if they didn't allow any posts just to go through that that you know they were reviewed by an admin and then if it made sense and it was helpful to the group then it gets allowed but you know e even sometimes people post things uh I see a lot of times in groups when people almost cut themselves down, you know, like, um, you know, I'm a brand new agent. I'm having all these problems and, you know, whatever their post may be, it, it doesn't show them in the best light. Right? right. So if something like that happens in my group, I'll have a private conversation with them and I'll say, look, I understand where you're coming from, but maybe you're not presenting yourself in the best light because part of this, especially in real estate is, we want to get referrals right from other right. people so so if you're portraying yourself as someone with no experience that's certainly not going to happen so i'll help them re rephrase the post you know before it actually gets out there so not only uh, is it more helpful to the members of the group but also 
doesn't put any sort of negative light on them. Well, one of the things that I see too in a lot of the groups, and I, I mean, I understand where it comes from, but you see the same questions over and over again. And, you know, like what's the best CRM and, you know, yeah. what's the, yeah. <laughs> what's the, you know, tell me which marketing piece works or, and I get it because maybe they're new to the group and they haven't seen that posted 47,000 times. Yeah. Um, but the, the other thing that I see is that it seems like kind of the ran, random posts get the most attention, right? Like yeah. I know, I remember I saw one in one group that was like, what did you, what was your last job before real estate? Yeah. And there were like hundreds of comments on these, uh -huh. you know, on these posts. And so I know that that's kind of what gets people engaged, but I'm wondering if there's a better way to get more actual interaction and more conversations going in some of these groups about what's really important. Yeah. I mean, I think that somebody has to ask effective and compelling questions and, and then some of the people who are participating in, in commenting have to be thought provoking as well. But, and I've seen that and it, it it's like this phenomenon that's happening it, it, like with reality TV. I mean, yeah. look at the Kardashians uh, or any other ones that the more ridiculous it is, <laughs> the more attention it the gets, the more attention it gets. So, you know, it's a distraction and, um, you know, I, I personally don't think that distra a distraction has any place on a group that's designed to help people, you know, improve their business or their life. Uh, so, again, that'll be something that, you know, on my page, it just wouldn't come through. Right. And so what are some of the best questions that you have seen come through? Well, uh, some people have asked things like, you know, do you have an effective set of rules? You know, the, how you run your business in your life and so that was an interesting question because i do actually have uh you know a set of rules and and i think most successful entrepreneurs do and a lot of them are probably the same uh you know like uh, right in my book i, I in the, even in the group i say you know the, the first rule of business is make a profit and you know some people think oh well you know that's selfish or you're not looking out for the client no i am looking out for the client they need to make a profit you know, and I, uh, or you so, can't stay in business. Yeah. At I need least to, not very long. I need to make a profit or I can't stay in business. The, the customer needs to make a profit or they can't even afford to pay me in the first place. You know, so it, it comes full circle. You know, unless we're making a profit, we can't continue to improve our businesses and serve our customers and our families the way that we really want to. So what are some of the other rules? Now I'm curious, what are your rules? <laughs> Uh, one of the rules is, you know, do what's easy. Uh, you know, for some reason, especially in real estate, people always want to do it hard. They always want to look for that new thing. You know, what what's the new way that I can do something instead of doing it the old way that actually works? Totally just had that conversation an hour ago. <laughs> so Literally. It, and the, the other thing is, um, you know, action. You know, action trumps all. Uh, I don't care, you know, how good your new Facebook marketing message is or your new website or anything else. Uh, action is what wins every single time. It, you could be the best, you know, most well-rehearsed, uh, you know, presenter on earth, have the best website, have the best ads, have the best signs. Uh, but if you don't actually take action, make the calls, follow up on leads that come in, go on appointments, ask for the order, you're just not going to get it because uh, the clients don't chase you. You know, it, it just doesn't work that way. N nobody calls you up and says, you know, I really want you to list my house. You know, it's I need you to. I don't. I, no one else can do it. It has to be you. You know, that can happen on occasion if they're uh, a long-term client or whatever and they're loyal but you know if you're just it reminds me of this i want to see if i can find it because i'm cracking up as you're saying this i had this gal post a comment on active rain and i had to screenshot it because i couldn't even believe that um she said it let me find it i was cracking up hold on 
So she says on my post, it was a webinar I was doing, and um, she says, I want leads that I do not have to call, that know what they want and have the ability to do it now. I also want the ability to find those among all that ring my number. And I, I wasn't sure if she was serious oh, yeah, or was. <laughs> if that was a joke. But I've just said, wouldn't that be awesome? If I could invent that, I would be rich. Yeah. <laughs> like, I couldn't even, I, I'm like, it took me a minute. And I actually, like I said, I actually screenshotted it and sent it to a couple of my friends. I'm like, is it, do you think that she's serious or do you think she's joking? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that many feel that way. They're like, can you just give me the easy button? I mean, I feel that way too. Sometimes I'd be like, just please give me the oh. easy button. And, so that I don't have to work so hard, you know? You know yeah, what she said. Yeah, that's exactly what I want, too. And <laughs> that's I'm, what we all want. Like I said, that along with the pill that makes me skinny and hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're already hot and skinny. Thank you, thank um, you. Wow, there's a pattern interrupt. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I myself have gone through the same thing. I mean, you know why I got my real estate license? Because... Mm -hmm. I had this fantasy that as soon as I got my real estate license, the briefcases filled with money were just going to fall out of the sky everywhere well, totally. I went. I think that's what our clients <laughs> think too, right? All we do is put a sign oh, in yeah. the yard and collect a commission check. Can't be that hard. It's not yeah. rocket science. Absolutely. And, and I've even had to learn that lesson multiple times. You know, like I used to do all kinds of uh, newspaper and magazine advertising like every other person in the world. And then Al Gore invented the internet, right? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Holy cow. We're, we wouldn't even be here today if it wasn't for him. Exactly. So <laughs> then all of a sudden, for some reason, and, and, I, and I watched uh, back then, it was like, you know, SEO was the big thing. I mean, it's still big, but that's like all there was. And then they had uh, uh, like overture for pay-per-click. And, and they convinced everyone that, you know, all you have to do is, is you know, do this pay-per-click and you're going to make all kinds of money. And, you know, it didn't work, right? You know, I got leads, but, like, how come nobody just gave me money? Right. How, you know, how come oh, there yeah. were no come list me's? And then, you know, fast forward to Facebook, and I see people every day complaining uh, about their Facebook, you know, ads or posts or what they're boosting and, and they, how they get all these likes and uh, or he, what's even the, the, the best is, um, which is it? I think it's impressions or something. And people get impressed because, oh, I spent $25 and I got like 4,000 views. Big deal. You know? It, totally. I, yeah. re I remember the billboard salesman telling me that if you put a billboard on Main Street, you're going to get, you know, 37,000 uh, people drive past there every right. day. This is the same thing. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean they saw it even. And, in a, you know, on Facebook, uh, a view, all it is is somebody scrolling through their news feed and your, <laughs> your thing goes past. It's like, like oh. <laughs> you know, so it's like unless you're getting I look at engagement. If you're not getting a comment, it doesn't count. So it's like I'll see these posts and people will screen capture them. They got all these views and, and no comments. So I'm like, that, that, doesn't, that doesn't mean anything, you know. So. Uh, don't be fooled by a good salesman, uh, good marketing salesman, because that, that's really all they're trying to do is take your money. And, and Facebook actually is continuing to work on finding ways to make it less effective. And that sounds counterintuitive. But because I, I used to run a newspaper years and years ago, I, I know the game. I know the media game. The more effective it is, the less money people spend on it. Right. Because it works. Now, if it just barely works, if it makes you slightly more than you spend, that's like perfect for them because then they become your business partner. You know, for every, you know, five thousand dollars you make, you have to spend four thousand dollars. You know, that's what they really want. Uh, so I, I've noticed and tested. Especially on the business page, you know, if I boost the post, it gets a whole ton of views. If I don't boost the post, it gets nothing. It gets, yeah, it gets hardly anything. <clears throat> and that's mostly just changed in the last probably six months. Yep. 
to where Absolutely. you used to at least be able to get organic reach based on how many likes you had on your page. Now you're not even getting that. I'll post something and I'll get 10, 20 organic likes. But if I boost it, you know, you get a thousand. Yeah. And even on uh, when I do a post, I'll generally have it on my personal page, my group and my business page. And so I can see the exact same post get completely different results. You know, so like the personal page uh, works really, really good. The group works really, really good. And the business page is like nothing, nothing at all. It's, so it's like at the point, it's like I don't even care. I might even just delete my business page because like what's the point? Because I think a group is much more highly effective than a business page. And that's probably the next thing that they're going to try to figure out how to uh, shut down. Because they, totally. they don't want you making money off the platform unless you're paying them. And I can appreciate that, but I so still don't what like do you it. think is so? It, let's take it back to your book for a moment because I did a, I did an example this morning with one of my coaching clients, and I said she she's got she just put six in contract. I was like, great job, super proud of you. And she's wanting to hire an assistant. I said, well, what do you want to hire the assistant for? She goes, well, I want to hire the assistant to do all this like techie marketing stuff that I don't know how to do. I said, okay. Let's tell me where each of those six clients came from that you just put into contract. Yeah. And I had her write, I wrote it down. She said one came from her networking group. One came from a home buyer seminar she did about two years ago. The remainder, oh, one came from an attorney, so business connection, and the rest were friends, personal friend referrals. I said, so why would you go spend any money, time, or attention? into doing a whole bunch of techie stuff that you don't know and you don't like and you don't understand, which is only going to detract yeah. from all of this business that you're getting that is not from those sources. Would you agree? I agree 100%. Uh, for some reason, most business people in, in realtors, I think, are the worst. When they have success in one area, instead of doing more of that, they want to do something else. They don't know if that something else even works, and nine times out of ten, it doesn't. But well, so I asked her, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I asked her, I said, why would you do that? Oh, phone call. <laughs> I, I said, why that, would you do that's that? Zillow. Oh, <laughs> that's Zillow. Oh, hey. And, um, you know, <laughs> pattern interrupt, but, you know, Zillow, you got to hand it to them. They know how to sell stuff. Yeah, they do. And that's what agents really need to take that lesson from Zillow is get on the phone and follow up with your prospects. Well, that's so that's what I was saying to her a little bit because I said, why would you go in a different direction? She goes, well, I just feel like I got a little lucky right now that all these people just, you know, it just kind of fell in my lap. I'm like, wait a minute. You have somebody here from a homebuyer seminar from two years ago. Yeah. Clearly you have followed up with them. Yep. So that's not luck. That didn't fall in your lap. That's a result of all the work that you've done. Exactly. And is that some of the stuff you talk about in your book is the follow-up? Because that's where the money is, right? So why don't agents follow up? Yeah, absolutely. Follow-up is where the money is. And I think that you know everyone wants instant gratification, right? And it's actually probably gotten worse over the years. Like back when I was uh, making a lot of calls – my average was five, you know, five follow-ups in in order to make that conversion. Um, now it's probably more like seven to nine on on right. average, because there's so much more information. You know, us as realtors, we're not the only people who are getting inundated with marketing messages all day long. I mean, if, when I pay attention to my newsfeed on Facebook, I think every other thing is an advertisement. It, it practically is. Well, and then, you know, there's all that creepy stuff, right? So you go to Google and you search. Like the other day I was searching for it. I wanted to get a new monitor with a webcam in it, right? Yeah. And next, so I search on Google and next thing you know, what shows up in my news feed? Right? Oh, yeah. Webcam monitors and, you know, computer monitors and computer different. It's crazy. Everything Absolutely. is retargeted and pixels and craziness. Everything's retargeted. I found an interesting way to uh, to take advantage of that and let Amazon actually help promote me because I put I put my book on Amazon. You know, uh, another shameless plug, generating yeah. clients for life. Um, so uh, I tell people to go to Amazon to check out the book, but but don't bother buying it there because 
you know, I have no profit motivation. You can either buy it directly from me or go to my site and I'll just give it to you. But once they go to Amazon and check it out, <laughs> my it book is showing up, up on their newsfeed news all the time. <laughs> now that is brilliant. That is brilliant. And, That's pretty funny. And I learned that on accident because I checked out my book on Amazon. And next thing you know, Amazon's advertising my own book to me. Wow. And so it's like just getting them to spend uh, whatever it is that they spend to, to put that on there. So, you know, That's I think amazing. it's kind of cool that you can do things like that. So what is the best piece of advice in your book, you think? Well, there's a lot of them, but the best piece of advice is probably uh, something that uh, kind of comes from Walt Disney. And that's just you have to provide, you know, such wow service that, that they're blown away. You know, you become the only logical choice. Like, I don't know too many people who've ever had a bad experience at Disneyland. No. You know, other than the people who unfortunately were in the news recently because they decided to let their kid go swimming with an alligator. Well, that wasn't that smart, but, you know, it's an unfortunate tragedy. But, you know, if someone throws a piece of paper on the ground at Disney World, like 16 people come out of nowhere and pick it up. It's like perfectly clean. You know, so uh, that's how we have to take every single aspect of our business. You know, uh, most people... Uh, you know, the old saying they, that they live by is under promise and over deliver. Right. But unfortunately, because there's so much competition these days, if you under promise, you're not even going to get a chance to deliver. You know, so the new rule is that you have to over promise, but you still have to over deliver. Over deliver. So you, you have to make them promises that are so outlandish that they can't even believe them. But then at the end of the day, you've blown those promises away by so such a margin that the, the next time they needed to make a choice, if they even thought about going anywhere else, they literally get sick to their stomachs and throw up in their mouth because that they you know they thought about hiring this other person. And, and that's what we have to do when we get a client, a customer, whatever business you're in, uh, we just really, you have to treat them like they're your mother. You know, you you have to really, you know, nurture them and love them and take good care of them. And, and sure, there's, there's the jerks that we're going to get. And my recommendation with those is just fire them. You know, there's like, that's okay. It's, It's okay to fire a bad client, but the good ones, and that's most of them, you have to really nurture them in, and treat them like, you know, a part of the family. And then they become a part of the family and they're going to want to work with us forever. But it seems to me with more and more of these teams growing where people are talking about doing 100, 200, 300, 400 units. I mean, I've done some big numbers, too. Yeah. But I know that when I did, for the most part, when I did a lot of those big numbers, it's really hard to provide extraordinary service, you know, I, I, and I have a great team. So I've been able to do a pretty good job, I think, but I definitely think I could always get better. And that's a key place that I think that most of us have to focus on is how much time are you spending each week getting better? Yeah. And I, I think we have to spend all of our time getting better. Like yeah. if you think about it this way, if there was a new law that was passed today that said you could no longer pay for any advertising, kind of like what happened in the cigarette industry, right? They weren't mm-hmm. allowed to put in magazines or TVs or yeah. any of that kind of stuff. If that happened to the real estate industry, what would we have to do different? And so for the cigarette industry, they had to go figure out a different way, right? They either had to make their product more addictive or I don't know exactly what they did, but that you know they made the cool factor and all those different things so that the advertising wasn't as much of a key component so in the real estate business if you could no longer advertise if the only way you could get new business was by doing an extraordinary job how life-changing would that be wouldn't that be nice uh that's the biggest problem we have in real estate because uh unfortunately we're not a commodity but the public thinks we are uh, in my belief is that our own, you know, industry, our, 
our leaders, so to speak, whether it be at NAR on a local level, and certainly not all of them, because most of those people are, you know, the utmost of integrity and, and great intentions, but somehow, some way, we've uh, allowed, you know, for one thing, for our, our data that we work so hard for to generate these listings to be, you know, parlayed off to other companies that are making billions of dollars on them. So, uh, I mean, it's gotten so bad that here locally, like we have a really hard time even getting buyers to look at our MLS searches. And for a couple reasons, for one, uh, Zillow delivers the content in a much more easier uh, to maneuver, manage and consume. Uh, they have instant notifications. The second something goes on, boom, they'll get it. Whereas, you know, the MLS will do it a couple times a day or whatever. Um, and then the MLS holds back on a little bit of information because, you know, they want the people to call the agent for that, where Zillow just gives them everything. So even if we set people up on a buyer search, they usually never even look at it because they go to Zillow and then they tell us what homes they want to see. So another good one is Redfin. They have a great site. Yeah. So, you know, that they have a great app. They have a great app. It serves to diminish our, our value and, and it's not Zillow's fault. You know, it, I find it interesting how p agents will say, well, I hate Zillow. Well, why? Yeah. You know, that's just somebody who's really good at business that saw an opportunity and took advantage of it. I did a great podcast with uh, Jay Thompson from Zillow oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, he's just last great. week. Yeah, he was fantastic. And he changed my mind in a lot of ways, you know, opened my eyes to the way, um, you know, what they're doing and how it can how it can be a win win if you look at it right, you know. I think it can be a win-win, and, and, and I think that, you know, Zillow, um, a, a byproduct of what they're doing, and, and maybe they'll become a real estate brokerage one day, and, you know, but probably not because they are a tech company, and the guy can make There's no money in brokerages. We know that. Exactly. <laughs> Personally, both of us know that. Now, maybe they'll end up doing referrals, or but yeah. I, I think they're making plenty of money selling zip codes. Uh, but I think one of the byproducts of it will be exactly what you said, that even though it won't be a law that, you know, you can't advertise, you have to deliver amazing service. But because the, the information is so easy to get. The consumer will demand it. Yeah, the MLS no longer has value. I think the MLS is what's going to go away. I think NAR as we know it is going to go away doesn't necessarily mean NARS going to go away, but they're going to serve a, a different purpose, maybe. Yeah. Um, in, in, you know, in the consumer, the byproduct of that, the consumer is going to want to work with somebody who is an excellent negotiator, who's uh, a good copywriter, who's because even though, you know, Zillow might be the platform, you still need somebody who, you know, can put the listing in there the right the information way. information is pulled from the MLS, right? From our yeah, marketing. you know, like I've been mainly coaching the last couple of years, but, you know, I got a listing recently just because my brother-in-law wanted to sell his house. And, you know, so I kind of had to do it. But, you know, I put it in, Z in Zillow and, you know, and it shows you how your listing compares to all the other listings. And, you know, and it was like, I can't remember the percentage, like 4,000% more traffic than the other listings. Wow. And it's still Zillow, right? It's still the same town. It's just the, the copy, the pictures, whatever I did within Zillow was that much better than what the average agent in my marketplace in that town, wow. you know, was doing. And I'm I sure didn't know that. See, I didn't even, I just learned something today, people. That's what you get when you listen over here to Real Estate Real World. You get new tips every day. We got a couple of good ones today. Yeah, probably more than a couple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now what you're doing primarily is you're doing coaching and training. And you have your Facebook group. What's the name of it again for everybody? Proven to Profit, right? Proven to Profit. Okay. And you have your new book out. And what else do you have going on that you can tell our listeners as we wrap up today? Uh, the main thing I really want to get out there now is is my book. And, you know, generating clients for life, right? And, and that's exactly what it's going to show you how to do. Not only how to generate new clients, but to keep them coming back over and over again and referring you to their friends and, and everyone else, how to deliver that wow service. 
um, in, in ways that you don't expect, in ways that are simple, in ways that you don't have to spend a ton of money. Uh, in, that's the trap that we get into is because every one of these salespeople is trying to sell us their new gadget, their new widget, their new website, and they say, well, if, if you can sell one property, it'll pay for it. Well, yeah, but you know, if you buy 500 things, you have to sell a whole bunch of Well, property. real estate agents are the biggest <laughs> suckers ever for advertising salespeople, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And, and part of that is because, you know, the easiest person to sell is a salesman. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and, and probably the biggest thing that I, you know, before I go there is, you know, anyone who's listening to your podcast, if they want, you know, a free copy of my book, yeah, they could go to Amazon and, and buy one or they could go to, to uh, my website and buy one. Yeah, we'll post um, a link to your site on the show notes so people it, can access it. So, you know, my website is BillCrane.com, but my membership site, uh, ProvenToProfit.com, and, and not to mistake that for the, the group on Facebook, but anyone who goes there will actually get a free copy uh, of the book. Because, you know, hey, look, I'm not J.K. Rowling. I'm not going to become a billionaire by selling books. But, right. you know, I'm here to help people and, um, you know, people who may want me to help them get to the next level, they can read the book and they can reach out to me. There's no hard selling or pushing involved yeah but, and this podcast and links to the book will be in the show notes but also up at masterclassrealestateacademy.com so you guys can check that out too and i'm sure you teach the same thing in your masterclass academy is you know if you do nothing else you know take action you know take those absolutely leads that you have and and call them you know knock on their door whatever the case may be agents always say well where do how can i get more leads well did you leave your house today? Because there's like literally <laughs> no way. Might want to get dressed, right? <laughs> I mean, first of all, everywhere you go, there's real estate. Uh, and, and beyond that, there's for sale by owners and, and expireds, uh, you know, everywhere you now, go. I know too, you so. do some great training on that stuff too. I don't train in that arena. So that's, that's why I love to chat with you because you do some training on um, door knocking, calling expired and FISBAs. Mm -hmm. So uh, we should put together a little thing that we can um, do together. Yeah. I know you just but, did like a, would you do like a two day or three day uh, program? Yeah. So I actually am doing it again the end of July. I did a two-day design your dream real estate business Nice. that uh, we did. It was sold out. It was fantastic. We had a fantastic group. We're doing it again on July 28th and 29th, uh, a two-day. And on this next one, we're going to be recording it, the entire event, so that we can make it uh, available to more people. So we're going to oh, make it an good. online product. Yeah. So it'll be really cool. But it was fantastic. But we talk all really about exactly what you teach in your book. And so I'm anxious to get a copy of your book and read through it because we talk about how to build those clients for life, how to build those lifetime relationships. That's what makes a big difference. It really Absolutely. does. That's why I'm still here 23 years later, still selling <laughs> real estate because I built those relationships over those years. Yeah. And I think, you know, as parting words, the biggest thing that I like to tell people is, you know, success does not require talent. It really thank doesn't. God. Yeah, thank <laughs> God, exactly, because I, I certainly don't have any. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, like, you know, because I didn't, I didn't go to college, you know, I didn't get a college degree, so yeah, me I either. I had no idea I was going to end up yeah. selling real estate, you know, when I was a teenager. So yeah, I went to know, the school of poor, and yeah. you know, if you wanted stuff, you had to go after it. So, and that's really all it takes is you know make the decision that you want to have success, and then. Are you willing to do what it takes? Exactly. Uh, and, you know, at the beginning of any endeavor, we always have what? We have more time than money. You know, as you become successful, if you don't want a cold call, door knock, prospect, follow up, go to network meetings, all that kind of stuff. If you decide you're shy now and you don't want to yeah. talk to people, well, you're probably going to have a problem because you still it's ultimately have to go on the appointment. But right. if you do get to that point when you have more money than time, well, then you can go ahead and invest in all kinds of things like Zillow and Facebook ads and the whole marketing system. But the good but news is... if you do is, it right, you shouldn't have to. You don't need any of that. Yeah. You really don't, especially if you're in a, in a good market. And for the people that are in a, a low market, like I was for many years... I know. That's what you said. 60000 yeah. was your average sales price? Yikes. Well, don't exaggerate. It was 59000 oh. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, wow. I had to sell thousands of homes. Yeah. And, and still make uh, less money than 
you know, other people in higher end markets. I, I met yeah. Frederick Eklund once and, uh, you know, we were just comparing notes. And basically for every house that I sold or every house that he sold, I had to sell about 300. Holy cow. And that's how huge of a disparity is, you know, and I, and I see, you know, people like, like last year he closed, I think it was like almost a billion, like 950 million. And it wasn't that many sales. You're like, it was more sales than the average agent. Yeah, but it wasn't a hundred, you know. Well, you know, a funny story. So, um, kind of at the when the REO market was starting to shift, I'm going to say probably around 2013, 14. There's a broker in our area, super nice guy, but he deals almost exclusively in high end properties, top of the line. And I happened to have a client, and I was out showing property, and he was there. He was showing the listing, and he's like, Marguerite, you know, I. I want to learn that REO stuff. Like, how did you, how did you, how do you get those REO accounts? I looked at him, I go, are you high? Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you, like, you have the luxury home market, like, sewn up around here. Like, let, yeah. I go, let me just break down some numbers for you. And he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, I probably should rethink that. I go, I'll tell you what, I'll be happy to take over for you. Let me switch, switch jobs with you, you know, but Absolutely. It's crazy. It was crazy. So yeah, agents are high. They 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 keep wanting to shift. You know, yeah. Let me, let me do this other thing that's hard instead of doing what I've been doing that's easy. Exactly. Well, I think that's probably been uh, some of the most valuable words you've said today, Bill. So, I want to thank you so much for being on our show today. You're always a delightful guest. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person. I know we tried a couple months back when you were in Southern Cal, but couldn't connect our schedules. Are you coming out for Inman? I am. I don't even Not know what it is. No, I don't. Have oh, in Inman Connect. Oh, okay, that's in San Francisco. So, that's uh, the middle uh, coming up, the beginning of August. But, but hopefully we'll connect at one of these uh, seminars or classes. Yeah, we will. Or, somewhere. So. Or we'll have to do a joint. Uh, I would know, love training to. or boot camp, or maybe it'll be you know three, four, five days or something. And that would be fantastic. We should definitely talk more about that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Thank you so much again for joining us on Real Estate Real World. We get to talk to all the awesome people. And be sure to go over to realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our list and so that you can stay on top of everything that we're doing right now. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. We even love your reviews. So take a minute to write us a review. It helps us get up there in the rankings. And join us both on Facebook. Bill and I are floating around out there in Facebook land. I know he's got his great group, Proven to Profit, and I have real estate success strategies and accountability. So go out there and make it a fantastic day. Thanks again, Bill. Thank you. See you later. Thank you for joining us today on Real Estate Real World, where we talk with masters and leaders in real estate and beyond on how we can raise the bar in our industry. Please subscribe over on iTunes. And while you're there, be sure to give us a review. Your reviews encourage us and help others find our podcast. For show notes and hot topics on what's going on right now in our real estate industry, hop on over to www.realestaterealworld.com and add your name to our email. Thanks again for listening. And go out there. Be a part of the elite masterclass in raising the bar on the real estate industry.